Hi, hi, hi. Live and alive. It is December 1st. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about... I didn't grab a water, fuck. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, what I got going on in my life. Um, this is actually my late brother's birthday. And he loved when it snowed on his birthday. So... If it's snowing where you are, I would love to see a picture if you want to DM it to me somewhere. Uh, that would be really cool and pretty special. So to my brother, wherever you are in the universe, happy birthday. I love you so much. And yeah, today, uh, as I just said, it's December 1st. I'm going to a brand launch. For my friend tonight so that's cool very LA and I'm just gonna be chill <laughs> I don't really go to these things not really my style not that I have imposter syndrome I, I think we all have a little bit of that I just I'm sober so events aren't usually fun people get so angry I'll probably do that next week. People get so angry at you when they find out that you're sober. And I don't know why. So I always kind of have that in the back of my head when I'm about to go to a thing where there's a lot of people. But whatever. So for this episode today of Meant to Be with Stark, with me, Stark, I am answering questions that I got on instagram and of course the little questions thing went away i took a picture and i have some other questions uh, that i had been saving up as well so i'm gonna grab a water and then we're gonna jump in heck yeah this might be a weird take but i don't like cold water i like room temperature water I just felt like I needed to let you know that. Okay. First question. What is a food or snack that reminds you of your childhood? Um, I'm almost a lifelong vegetarian. I'm vegan now. Um, I've been a vegetarian since I was 10, I think. So that's... A long time so that's gonna skew my answer a little bit a food or snack that reminds you of your childhood oh you know what this is kind of funky I guess not childhood childhood but I grew up in a very rural area and there was this farm that made donuts they grew all kinds of fruits and veggies and they had some livestock and things like that but they made these donuts apple cider donuts from their own apples and like I would eat one now it would make me sick it would make me so sick but I would eat one now I think about them all the time I'm thinking about it really hard right now. God, man, they were so delicious. Like fresh. I love apples. I love green apples. 
and damn i really want that now rip apple cider donuts How does organization help you with anxiety? Do you have any organization tips to share? Yes. And mm, I feel like this is very personal to each person because I have anxiety and ADHD and PTSD and a a plethora of mental uh, illnesses. Someone called it the other day neurodiversity, like neurodivergent diversity. And I was like, ah, yes, I, I carry the full spectrum of mental illness. So organization with anxiety This is going to sound a little strange, but I find that organization with anxiety comes from control issues, which I have definitely been working on my whole life and is very common, just so everyone knows, if you have any kind of uh, PTSD trauma. We all have trauma, let's be honest. And you didn't really learn how to cope with it. I think you have this need to control things around you to give you a sense, you know, that everything's not falling apart. So having organization in the way that I do it, I think calms me into feeling like uncontrollable things are controllable. I'm sure it's not the same case for everybody, and I've loosened up a lot about it, but that's where that originates from me. My style of organization has varied widely over the years. Previously, I liked to keep everything in very organized bins uh, as far as work things. So keeping costumes labeled in their own bin where it was easy for me to grab keeping certain outfits in their own bin so I could grab them keeping all my stationary accessories in a certain bin because I end up doing a lot of different things just because I get bored really fast and I like to make my job fun so I had a lot of stationary supplies for writing letters, doing wax seals, and that stuff gets really cluttered if you don't have it organized. Having all of my toys and accessories organized, that's as vague as I can be with that, is also a big part of it. Because if I just had all of my, you know, quote unquote work stuff, in one giant place, I would never find anything. It would be a mess. Like, I've got all of my camera equipment. I need that in its own place. I've got my Polaroid film. I need that in a certain place. So having all of those things together, they're all labeled. I got a label maker. It makes it easier for me to 
work and it makes it easier for me to not get overwhelmed because I know where my things are and if I happen to move that bin to somewhere else like I moved recently from my apartment into this house and it was a big struggle to find things at first because I didn't have a place for any of my stuff but I have my bins and all of my bins are labeled so you know I gotta work I gotta you know I still got bills to pay and shit so being able to find my stuff was very very easy to do because of the organization that I had set up I'm sure this question's more geared towards my outrageous planners because I am a paper person I've tried digital planner I'm so sorry I fucking hate them it doesn't work I love my iPad I love drawing on my iPad I love doing so much stuff on my iPad. I tried to do a digital planner because I felt bad about the amount of paper that this uses. And I can't fucking do it. I will not do it. I hate it. I absolutely, I viciously hate it. I will not do it. It upsets me. I don't know why that's my hill to die on. It is. Paper planner. I'm touching it right now. I love it so much. I cover them with stickers I've got 8 million highlighters. My favorite pens are um, a 0.38 millimeter. Uh, I think they're by Muji. They're from Japan. They are the best pens for because oh, they're just they write so fucking nice and they don't smear. I'm left-handed, so they don't smear when I write, which is really important. Left-handies know Muji pens. You can get them on Amazon. 0.38 millimeter is the best. I love them. So when I, and this is how it's tying into, I think, my kind of ADHD. If I cannot see it in front of me, it does not fucking exist. I think that is the issue with the digital planner is my iPad is just an endless pit of distraction. But this, my beautiful planner, it's just a planner. It doesn't do anything else. It's colorful enough to catch my eye. I have all my things written. I switch up my handwriting. Some are cursive, some are all capital, some are lowercase. So it helps me hone in to where things are. And I set myself little goals for the day in them. So there's a lot of activity that's happening in my planner. I actually just bought two new ones because this company that I've been using for years, it's called Passion Planner. Uh, they do these vegan leather covers and they're pretty nice. I get the undated uh, in case <laughs> I go on a month bender where I don't want to use my planner, in which case my life falls to shit. Like true, true story. I do so much worse work-wise and life-wise if I do not do my fucking planner and organize my shit. So I guess I'll talk about that too. But when I have it written down in front of me, it exists. I have goals. I can see them. I can check them off, get that serotonin boost from like crossing out an item on a list. It's incredible. So this company, Passion Planner, it's so expensive and I found this from my best friend who I'm always talking about shout out bestie love you I got this company from my best friend because she sent me one one year for my birthday love you bestie 
and they're phenomenal, but I didn't know there was anything else out there. So fucking targeted Instagram ads hit me with a different company that does slightly similar but different and they look absolutely incredible. They're hardcover, completely customizable, and the way that their layout is set up is different in the ways that I need. So I think that's going to go really, really, really well for me. I'm very excited about it. Obviously, I'm going to finish using this planner before I start in that one, but I'm, I'm hype. I'm hype about it. So what I do in the morning is I open my planner. I see if I've already written down things for this day that I have to do or I go in and I fill them in and I'll make little check boxes next to everything. And I try not to do more than like four things because things just end up taking me a long time. I don't know. I'm just that kind of person. So I'll set up the things that I need to do for the day, the things I can check off. And I also, and I think this is essential, I put a little reward for myself that day. Something that I like just because I like it that I can go to and I give myself a few options that I can do as a little reward for getting all my work done. And that helps motivate me. And they're silly. They're totally silly things. What's some stuff that I've written down? Uh, Paint a wall. I just, I love chaos. I love painting my walls. But I will paint my walls so I don't have to do any of my other work. So if I treat this as, hey, you can do this when you check off the things on your list, I feel good about that. Painting my nails. Something fun, easy, I like to do. Again, I'll use it as a distraction. So if I look at that as like, hey, this is your reward for doing your work, I feel more motivated and I'm having a good time. So that is my planner organization. The other thing that I do is I answer 10 questions in the morning. I got this from the company. We're not really strangers. Uh, They just call them their morning questions and they are What would be my big win today? What am I most grateful for? Who can I send some love today? What do I need to be kinder towards myself? What kindness can I spread? What deserves my energy? What do I need to remind myself of? What can I do because I enjoy it? What can I let go of? And how can I take one small step towards a goal that feels out of reach? And I answer those every morning. And they help me kind of check in with myself in the morning, see how I'm feeling, see where I'm going. And that also helps direct my day. So I also keep a work to-do list and a personal to-do list, and that's for the week. Those are items that I need to get done for the week. I can see them at the bottom of my page so I can check them off as I go. And anything that I didn't finish, I carry over and write on to the next week because, you know, it's got to get done. Or if it didn't get done, then it's not that important. So I just throw it out. It's a problem for later. I don't need to go to the doctor. Who needs to go to the doctor? I'm kidding. Go to the fucking doctor. I checked that off. I had to schedule a physical. It's fucking sucks um 
do I have any tips to share? Those were all my tips. Enjoy them. <clears throat> what is an app that we may not know about that I can't live without? Thank you to Tommy for these like really insightful questions. I like them. I get a lot of weird things on here that are just like people yelling into the abyss because it's Instagram. Um, so thank you for these questions. They're very nice. What is an app that we may not know about that you can't live without? Um, dang. The knee-jerk response that comes to mind for me is Headspace. Headspace is a meditation app. It's actually the first app that I have on my home screen on my phone. Uh, that's how much I end up reaching for it. Headspace is incredible. I've wanted to work with them for a long time. So like shout out Headspace if you ever see this. Like let me let me in. Let me love you. They are a mental health app, meditation app, mindfulness app. But what I find unique that I've loved about them is that every morning they have a new little video. It's 60 seconds and it's a deep breathing with something. So one of my favorite ones that I played yesterday is deep breaths along with a cat taking a nap and is like the cat's inhaling but also purring at the same time. So, you know, you're taking your inhale with the cat and then you're taking your exhale with the cat and it really slows down my heart rate which is amazing and really important in the morning because sometimes we get up and we're like go 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 do all these things but that can that can set you up on the wrong foot so taking that just 60 seconds in the morning just to slow down the breathing I find really helpful the second thing that I think is the coolest part that is why I pick Headspace over any other app is they do these little videos that are three to seven minutes. They're new every day and they're called the wake up with Headspace. And they're just fun fucking clips. Today's is the wondrous life of conifers. So coniferous trees, uh, pine trees, things like that. I believe coniferous trees are trees that have um, that are evergreen. They they live the whole year. And they use, obviously, coniferous, they use cones, like pine cones. That's how they uh, re reproduce. That's not the word I want. That's where the seeds are. They're in the cone. Whatever, you, you get it. So, and it's just three minutes about the life of, of these trees. And they're so fun, and there's always a metaphor in there, which I really appreciate, but it's delivered in an interesting way and that's something that makes my morning special that seems silly but they do all kinds of different videos sometimes they have athletes come in and they just ask them a few quick questions or they ask the audience like they have people come into their studio let me in headspace like jesus and they answer like really deep and insightful questions. It's very vulnerable. They do such a wide variety of topics. And it's just a beautiful format. There's, you know, how to care for houseplants. It's just a bonus, fun, exciting start to my, to my day. 
I love Headspace. I'm going to stop talking about Headspace. Just give it a try. I think they have a trial. Give it a try. You'll probably love it. I love it. I I could not live without it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in this phone that does that for me. And there just isn't. That's That's my app. That's what I love. Yeah. Okay, back to questions I don't know how to answer this one so I'm gonna talk about it do you find a correlation between taking photos and romanticizing memories um I don't know why this question's got me got me pressed I find a correlation between taking photos and romanticizing memories. I don't take a lot of photos in real life, which is weird, I think, because I take so many photos for Instagram, for work, for TikTok, Twitter, whatever. And I don't have a super, I was about to say I don't have a super curated life. Like, yeah, right, dude. Okay. I have like one of the most curated. I'm full of shit. Uh, damn. I do. If I take my job shit and all of that out of it. I do because my brother's just on my mind today, so I'm going to talk about him. He gave me my first camera, and he took pictures of everything, like the mundane things of every day and special events. You know, he did some wedding photography. He was actually a journalist for a little while and took all of his own photography just I I love him so much I miss him so much it's a it's a see you later it's never goodbye but something after he passed that I loved was I have I have almost his every day <laughs> documented from the photos that he took and I romanticize the shit out of those because my brother wasn't perfect and his life certainly wasn't perfect and our relationship wasn't perfect but I look at these and I forget those things and I know that I don't only do that with my brother I do that with a lot of my family I have pictures from my childhood that some I've I've taken down because of this actually because I look at them and I think, oh, it couldn't have been that bad. Look at this nice picture I have. But pictures aren't real, you know. They're a moment. And that one still image is not representative of a life or a whole relationship. So if you look at something and you're smiling and everything seems fine 
and it might look fine but it you know you may have been reacting fine because you didn't know any different about the situation you were in but now you're in the future now you have perspective so if you're looking back and you're like but I look so happy in this photo you know I have a photo of me when I'm about five standing next to my mom and I look pretty happy but I didn't know how to process the things that were happening in my life so yeah I look happy but I wasn't I just didn't have any way to verbalize my experiences or understand them. So if I'm looking at it and I think, oh, I look happy, like my relationship with my mom wasn't that bad, like that's just not true. And it is a romanticization. Romantization? Meh. So yes, I I do find correlation there. Uh, Let me throw in a rando. Ooh. If you could do something dangerous just once with no risk, what would you do? Fucking easiest question ever. I talk about I'm going to end up doing this by accident. I have what they call morbid curiosity. <laughs> and I want so badly to hit my arm or something with a fucking water pressure cleaner. I heard that they could cut your skin to the bone like instantly. And I don't know why I feel like I have to know. Like I have to experience it. I'm not going to do it. It's just a morbid curiosity. But I was looking up what the most common accidents people have in their houses are and the top one I believe was ladder ladder accidents um which is actually how my granddad died so knock on wood but number two is pressure washer incidents and that's when I learned that you could blast your skin off and I don't know why I don't know why but I feel like I have to know so something dangerous I could do just once with no risk I would I would pressure wash my arm or some shit god it just sounds fun that just i don't leave me alone i don't like that question i don't like that question i don't like that question hell no What are your simple pleasures? And this will tie into another great question from Tommy. What are your simple pleasures? I've been putting a teaspoon of cacao into the bottom of my espresso cup in the morning. I have a I have one of the little Revel Barista Expresses, but the older one, so not the super expensive one. And I put a teaspoon of uh, cocoa in the bottom. Or cacao, not cocoa. Cocoa's the mix. So I put that in the bottom. I'm trying to cut sugar out of my life because I think I got addicted to sugar. Thanks a lot. So I do that. It cuts the sweetness. It cuts the bitterness. And then I put it into my latte. 
and it's such a simple thing but I love it in the morning and an even simpler pleasure to go with that this is dorky I ordered Christmas straws reusable they're plastic I put them in my dishwasher I got Christmas straws and they make me so happy I'm using one right now that's a simple pleasure I don't know it's they're little candy cane striped they're so cute and when I drink out of them they make me happy it's a simple simple pleasure also stickers I love stickers I put them everywhere stickers make me happy um, so this will tie into, do I have any other simple pleasures? Mm, I like soft blankets. Straws, soft blankets, and stickers. Things that begin with S's. Um, what is my Christmas time guilty pleasure? I don't know if it's guilty. I don't know. I don't feel bad about pleasures, but maybe a random thing that I love is I love wrapping gifts. I volunteer if I am with one of my brothers and they know not to wrap their kids' gifts because if I can get there in time, I will wrap 100% of them. Even my brother's wife came to me and was like, hey, can you wrap all of the things for your brother too? And I was like, fucking absolutely. I love, I'm like a little elf wrapping station. I love to make ribbon bows and I love to make my own little gift tags like with their names on them. I, yeah, it's just something I fucking, I love to do. Maybe another one that's guilty because it's a little silly is I dress really campy. Like those little outfits that you guys see me on like Instagram and stuff. I I do wear them out. I will wear them to the grocery store. (laughs) I will wear them anywhere. I will wear my dorky elf outfits. I'm having a good time. I couldn't tell you. It's like I'm an elf off hours shopping at Whole Foods or amazon fresh or something and i'm having a good time it's totally silly i love it maybe not like guilty guilty but one of these stranger things that i do (laughs) Uh, who do you think is the most inspirational person alive today I'm going to split my answer between Brene Brown, who is a social scientist. She's got her PhD. She's done about 50, I want to say 15, but it might be 20 years of shame research, which is so brave. And she's so vulnerable and open and just unapologetic not in a stoic way in a way that 
she's completely open to learning and being educated and being wrong in a way that most people aren't. And I really appreciate that and I find it really inspiring. And my second is Keanu Reeves. I'm sure everybody saw that coming because Keanu Reeves has gotten me through a lot of hard shit in my life. I've had a pretty hard life and been met with a lot of moments where I was like, I don't, I don't know how I can go on. I don't think I can go on. And I know way too much about Keanu Reeves' life because I've always found him so interesting because he's so good and he's gone through so, so much. And the fact that he was able to remain soft when the world has tried to harden him is so incredible to me and so inspiring that I feel like if he can get through another day, if he can keep going, if he can keep being like water, bending to the things that life throws at him, then so can I. So I highly recommend you look into Keanu Reeves' life if you don't know a lot about him. What would you love to find at a yard sale? I don't typically go to yard sales because I don't carry cash. Although I'm sure they take Venmo now, like let's be honest. But there is this beautiful, beautiful, incredible, wonderful, magical thing that I love every second Sunday of the month is the Rose Bowl flea market. It's at the Rose Bowl in Glendale. Pasadena? Glendale? Whatever. One of those. Same thing in my mind. Rose Bowl flea market. Oh my god. I just go treasure hunting. I have found so much incredible, gorgeous shit at the Rose Bowl flea market. I go with an open mind. I could find anything that day. But, like, there are treasures everywhere. Some of my favorite things. It's kind of a giant flea market. And it's all on the outside of the stadium. It's all of the parking lots. It's incredible. I do the early admission, which means it's an early day. It opens at, like, 5. And it's a little more expensive to go early but things will be gone dude if you're not going when they open like you're missing out and I am a morning person so I'm having a great time plus parking's like way easier in the morning but I fucking love it I am all about it some cool things that I found vintage shirts it is the place for soft vintage shirts what urban outfitters and Abercrombie and Fitch and all these companies think they're doing when they're adding waste to the environment by reprinting old shirts and they're gonna fall apart no buy old shirts there like five bucks okay or if you go to some of the fancier people who've like you know added stuff onto them they'll be like twenty dollars but you're not adding to the environment they're actually from the time and go treasure hunting. I see such cool stuff. Vintage Simpsons. Vintage Disney. Vintage band shirts. Just incredible. Incredible. What other things have I found? A lot of home decor. I love picking up old furniture and things like that. Because 
they're so much more sturdy and they have such a good story and I don't like to add to waste. I love things that are used. You got to do it. It's it's a rite of passage. You have to go to the Rosewell Flea Market. I fucking I love the shit out of it. So what do I love to find? Literally anything. I love them. Yes. Oh, yay! What a sick question. Who is your favorite professional athlete? That's a hard question for me. And to everyone who's shouting that I love Matisse Thibel, you're correct. You are correct. But I don't know that he's my favorite professional athlete other than I'm a simp <laughs> for Matisse. Favorite professional athlete. Who would I lose my shit if I met? Okay, okay. I'll give you a top five. Not in order, because don't make me. You can't make me go in order. Fuck you. No order. Top five. Dennis Rodman. Chase Utley. <laughs> I know you all saw that coming. Dennis Rodman, Chase Utley, Giannis, of course, Giannis Adetokounmpo. Mm, 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 mm. They're definitely those are my top three. Um, two more that I could add. Hmm. I want to say AI, but that's just as an athlete and not as a person because I don't I don't know a lot about him. I don't know a lot about Allen Iverson, but as an athlete, remarkable, remarkable man. So I'm going to throw him in there. Allen Iverson. And then as the last one. Roy Holiday, I think, uh, from the Phillies, he died in a, in a plane accident. And I I don't know that I'd put him in my favorite, but I'm putting him in there as a, I would have loved to meet him. Those are my five. Those are my five. Honestly, Dennis Rodman's probably my, my number one. He's so interesting. And I... I love his life story. So that's... That is that. Okay, this is my last one. Okay, last question. Because I've been going off. I didn't even realize it's been 40 minutes. Sorry. What would you most like to do for someone else if you had the money and time? I don't know why I think about this all the time. I mean, I, I guess what I do, but I always, 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 always wanted to go to like every Walmart in the area and pay off all of the layaways for people. 
that's honestly I think that's still a life goal of mine I I want I hope that I'm successful enough that in my life and my endeavors that I can do that because that's such a dream for me that's that's personal I went through a lot of shit growing up and you know not being able to finish getting my layaway stuff like my my parents not being able to and that's really complicated as a kid that's really complex and I know things only get harder for middle and lower and below the poverty line of classes and I think that would be so special sometimes I read about them happening on reddit and just kind of like wholesome websites like wholesome memes and stuff like that and that is such a dream for me that's what I would do I would go to every Walmart and I would pay off every layaway and that is it's a big life goal I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on myself in the next five years it's something I want to do um, thank you so much for listening. What a bizarre episode. <laughs> thank you, especially Tommy, for your awesome questions and everyone else who sent in questions for me, minus the weird ones. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful start to December. I love December. It'll probably be the second by the time that you guys get this um i'm going to that party tonight that i said i'm sure i'll talk about that on the next episode and yeah thank you so much for being here i appreciate it this is menti b with stark my weird show about nothing and i hope that you have a great day love you bye